<laughs> What's up, bro? Can you see me? I can. I uh, I show sure can. What's up, man? Not a lot. What are you up to? Oh, I'm actually uh, relaxing tonight, man. I'm uh, I got off work. I came home. You know, just doing my just doing my nightly thing. What's up with you, bro? How uh. You know, it's it's interesting. We're doing two uh, two podcasts back to back. I'm uh, I'm actually kind of I'm I, I'm happy we're doing that. Let's uh, hold on. Sorry, give me a second. My uh, there we go. All right. So, man, my uh, my computer's been uh, <laughs> ever since I had to shut my car off, bro. I'm so fucking mad I did that. <laughs> Life's crazy, dog. What's up? Uh, <laughs> what uh? You know, I, I wanted to get you on here, man. Uh, let's uh, let's have another talk. What do you uh? What what's uh? I'm trying to think how I want to word this. What's what's up, bro? What'd you do today? Nothing. I laid in bed all day. All day. I went for a walk tonight, though. I feel Yeah, how was your uh, how was your walk? Was it uh, refreshing? Yes. Mm. What what made you want to go on a walk? Do you ever do you, do you ever get in those weird moods where you just want to walk, or was it something that kind of like incited it? I try to take a walk every day. Okay, you know, listen, man. I uh, as a as a person who. I mean, as you know, like who I am, like I'm pretty into exercise. I tell people walking is walking is one of the best things you can do because like it's you're exercising your body. I mean, not only are you exercising your body, right? But like it's not too strenuous where you can't do it, but it's very mind clearing, I find it to be perfect to just like go for a 20 or 30 minute walk and like sometimes I'll have music on sometimes I'll just listen I just I will, I'll just listen to nature and it's like it's nice because you it, it, not only is it obviously good for you because you're like you're getting exercise but you're also clearing your mind you know what I mean you, you're a, you're free from things it gives you time to think reflect a lot you know the, the other night we talked about relationships and it's interesting that you bring up relationships during this time. Comments about that? Huh? Did anybody say anything to you about our last conversation? Uh, How did people? No, I didn't get a lot of uh, uh, f- uh, comments. But I haven't. Well, see, right now I don't have social. The only thing I have on social media is a Facebook. Um, I I deactivated my Instagram for a little bit. And uh, so I, I wasn't really able to promote it, but I told some people that it was out. Like, okay. Yeah. But uh, I need to, uh, I need to figure out a better way for promotion because I feel like just sharing it on Facebook, man, it's, it's nice, like, you know, or sharing it on Instagram, but like, I want to get, uh, I, I want to make it to where people hear about it better. I feel you. You know what I mean? What'd you, uh. What'd you think about of the walk? What'd you think about on your walk? You uh, anything interesting across your mind? You just no, not really. 
Not really. Mm. It was. Uh, mm, I mean, I just. I, I don't, you, are you on Facebook? Yeah. Well, today I literally just been. I've been in that. You know, I told you we're doing. I'm doing that whole love liberates thing, and on, with that on Facebook. I'm taking a week and I'm going to give different examples. So today I did uh, one about Miss Golf, but that is, uh, mm. well, that's relation, one of my strongest relationships that I have in my life. So I, you know, that's one of my biggest liberators in my life. So I think we as people have to, One thing I wish people did more of uh, is is have a humility. Mm. Uh, and you're one of my best friends, so I, I, I mean, you know this as well. My whole one thing that I try to always do is have that humility. Right. So I'm, you know, there's always you're always there's always me showing somebody that I'm thankful for something. You know, it's like. Uh, you know, I use you for an example. I can't talk about you without telling somebody that this is one of the greatest people I know. I can't talk about you without showing my thankfulness for what you did for my mother. You know what I'm saying? There's just always yeah. that humility that you have to have. And I think it's why I have so, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, too many people. It's out of that humility that I have all my relationships that that keep my relationships strong, yeah. not boyfriend girlfriend, but just all of my relationships. That humility and uh, um, the humility and being able to say thank you, mm-hmm. humility being able to say that I'm wrong about things. Mm-hmm. You know, the to be able to say, you know, I, I I'm sorry that I made you feel. You know, you the longer you live, the more people you disappoint you know that's yeah, just that's true <laughs> and then you know the older you know the more people you go through a phase where you're the biggest disappointment and then at some point in life it turns into everybody's disappointing you <laughs> you know yeah when you get on kids great kid, you know those type of things but i always try to have that humility um and that's one of the biggest problems in today is that we don't have humility. Mm. Hold that. There's, you know, there's a saying. Uh, oh, let me make sure I get it right. Uh, show grace, because in the end, we're all just walking home. Right. And I, and I got to think. You know, that that's that's really, that's really true. You know, you literally, you just. People you interact with it in the day, you know, every day or through your life is you're both just walking from birth to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like we're all just going a home is death. Yeah. You know, that that's that's really what home is. And that's where we're all walking to. If that makes. I, I always find it interesting that people are scared of death. You know what I mean? It's it, it's it, why are people scared of death? We're not we weren't scared of what was before we were born because we didn't realize it was there, you know. And then 
I, I, I kind of like, I, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. Um, I'm not by any means like wishing death, but I embrace death because I, I'm aware that it's something that unfortunately nobody can escape. So like, I just feel like a lot of people, when you bring death up, they get weird. You know what I mean? They get uncomfortable around death. And I think death is just a bigger picture into something more grand than what this is. I think, you know, cause we're all connected. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, what you saying? Well, you know, we're like, yes. So we are basically like, if you want to call us souls in, in a human body, right? But when you think about it, I think what the soul is, is just energy in the universe because we're all energy at the end of the day. So I think whenever you, you whenever you leave this, this body, you just, you know, there's no reason to be, just people are scared of death. And it's, it's, it's sad because I think it's something that's beautiful. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yes, be sad. You know, weep, but don't weep, but don't be sad. I guess I should say because there's something more beautiful. I think you should be able to be sad. It's not about to me. Uh, again, this is my opinion. Uh, it's not about that you can't be sad. Mm. It's, uh, you can't. You can't dwell. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's the. You you have to be you know being sad is a is a symptom of of, uh, of being hurt. Right. You look hurt. You know what I'm saying. That's yeah. but people are worried about death because uh, it's mostly because of the unknown. No one knows what's on the other side. You know they don't. They you know you somebody dies and you now don't know if I will see that person again. There's yeah. a possibility. I've been told if you believe certain types of religion, right. you're told that there's a chance that you can do that again, that you can see that person again. Right. But there's no there's no guarantee. Scientific proof in right. in the afterlife and what happens after death. Correct. Which that's Those, why that's why I embrace it because I think it, I I just I always think it's it's funny because I I, I know this sounds dumb, uh, but. When I think of death, I think of the fact that Newton's law says energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It's just redistributed. You know what I mean? And we are energy. We are energy. So you can't destroy the energy. So your energy doesn't leave. It's just re-manifested into something else. You know? True. Yeah. What's up? So I guess they is I would say to it that it's redistributed throughout the universe exactly. in some form. Exactly, exactly. You, I mean, you know what I mean. I think we're just energy that once death happens, you know, we just kind of we might go into the solar system, you know what I mean, and like go back into the cosmos where we belong, or we might stay here. You know, this might be our area, just like there might be other spiritual life forms out there that are in their areas. You know what I mean? I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh, it's interesting. Let me get some water. Mm. I'll be right back, okay? Go ahead, Doc. Let me uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this real quick. All right. Sorry, I took a picture of uh of Alfredo I'm posting uh on his Instagram because I still have his Instagram. My dog. Oh, I thought you said Alfredo. Yeah, it was Alfredo. That's his name. Look at him, dog. He's cuddled up, just chilling, relaxing. Um, 
I went and read your uh, your your post about Miss Goff. That's mosquito uh, down in Florida. That's a real question. You know, man, I don't really. When I was younger, I used to get bothered by mosquitoes a lot, as you remember. But like here in Florida, they don't really fuck with me. So I don't know if they are, but they aren't. Like this mm. year, I haven't really noticed mosquitoes. But then again, I also haven't been out where mosquitoes would be, because um, you know normally in this little city areas, they're not as bad. But bro, when I uh, when I was still in the military. When I was working out at Cape Canaveral, bro, there are some areas up there where if you rolled the window down for like 10 seconds, it was game over. There's a thousand mosquitoes in the car. It was rough. And talk about like the Zika virus or malaria. That shit was, that shit was real, bro. <laughs> I believe. That's why you need your vaccines. This isn't like a, a pro-vaccine uh, commercial or anything, but... Back to talk about what we talk about. What's up? Let's change the subject. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. I'm not getting on that. I'm just saying. Get your get your middle, get your malaria vaccination. Um, we talked about relationships last time, man. I think it's interesting. You know uh, what you had to say. How do you feel? Like, let's talk about friendship. Cause like. You know, we kind of talked about like balance in life and everything with relationships. The difference between, you know, um, you know, the 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 loving someone and those kinds of things. Let's just get in. Uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, what's the first question to ask about friendships? Uh, before you ask a question, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, listeners, that I believe uh, you should have three levels. Of, of friends. Mm, okay. What's um, most of the people you know in your life, and you know, in all of our lives, even people that I associate with, are associates. Correct. Yeah. You're. You're. Uh, um, what? Are the, what's that word? There's like a uh, acquaintances, right? Well, yeah, but there's acquaintance, but I'm, I'm using the word associate, associate okay. in this form because with this with this group of friends that you have, you are bonded together by a by a commonality. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It could be uh, sports that bring you together. It could be mm. um, it could be a uh, you know you you, you just have things religion uh facebook groups that you're in uh things like that those are all your associates and that's your, that's your biggest pool of friends that you have correct okay correct then you need you your next group of friends is a little smaller mm -hmm. and those are confidants okay those are people that you can go and confide your problems. So you don't tell your so you don't tell your problem to the person that you associate with. Right. Because the person that you associate with is only there for a you have to understand that there is a benefit for them as well. They're not there for your benefit. 
they're there for their benefit. When that benefit's gone, then they're gone. Okay. So that's like what we talked about with relationships, like where you're you're there for a reason. Yes, you're okay. there for a reason. Okay. That that, that confidant is somebody you can you can tell your problems to. Uh-huh. Hold on, I get the confidant because confidant goes with the with the last one. I'm sorry, I said, I said associate. Um, your, your your next group of people are people that uh, that you have that you have an accountability to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's an accountability. Okay. You, you, you're, you're more than friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, you're more than friends. There's somebody that you can tell, you can confide in. Mm. Somebody to talk to. Somebody that will be able to listen, uh, to be your stress reliever. Okay. Okay. That group should be a very small group. Right. Third group is a, is are your critics. These are people you have to have. The, the problem with people today is yeah. they feel like nobody has the right they to tell them, them. Yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. That I'll tell them um, when when they they're out of line. You have to have somebody in your life that can tell just one person. But if you can have a couple, that that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But you have to have somebody in your life that can tell you, look, what you're doing is below you. You, you're too high of a person to be to be going this low. Again, that that goes back to you know, talking about uh, one of mine is Miss Golf. Miss Golf is is a critic to me. She's a she's a critic. She has the right. You have to give somebody in your life the right to to, to correct you. Yeah. Now, what the problem is is you have a, a lot of people allow all their friends to be their critics. Mm-hmm. You can't. Can't allow all your friends to be. You can't take. You can't take advice from everybody right. that you know. Right. Not everybody is entitled to. Not everybody has that privilege. Right. But you you got to have a couple people in your life that can say. And again, and I, I think I'm more of you. If I ever saw you when I feel like you're doing something, even when you're making jokes on Facebook, hey, well, that's below. You. Come on, Chris. If I feel like you're doing something, you know what I'm saying? Hey, come yeah. on, come on. If you feel like I'm not, if you feel like I'm not giving it all I got uh, to be who I am, right. you're gonna say something. You got, you, I, you got that right, and I'm, I can't be mad at you about that. Right. And what happens is two things. A lot of people don't allow themselves to have a critic. Correct. And a lot of people allow themselves to have too many critics. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you, you have to. You have to you have to have different critics in different areas. You know, I'm not no offense. You there's I wouldn't come to you out of my friends for the financial advice. Right. You millionaire because I have other friends and you know to be in that area. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't I wouldn't come for to you. Going back to relationships, a lot of people take a relationship advice from people. Yeah. And and they're and they're allowing them to criticize their relationships and their life. And when you look back and you ask yourself. What credentials? When people criticize you and, and, and things, you have to ask yourself: What credentials do they have yeah. to, to to back this? Now, again, there's with, with with your friends. There's there's a point that say you know you have to say that they a person that loves you enough they have that right to criticize. Mm-hmm. That that in itself is a right to criticize. Now, it's not the right to condemn. 
But you have the right to Chris, you have the right, you have to have somebody in your life tell you that, hey, you can do better. Right. Hey, this ain't this is this is not what this is not what you should be doing. Or hey, you know, you got to you got to try a little harder. Mm. A lot of people don't have they don't have that and they don't allow themselves to have it. Right. Now, now you said the confident. What's that level? That's that that's that middle, that's that middle level. Okay. They have the right that that confidant those, has the those right are the people to people that you go to for advice. Not, or that, no. not that you go that you can that you can spill they, like the critic is somebody you can go to for and spill your emotions, but you can also take advice from. Okay. Okay. That 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 and, and, and that critic is also somebody that you have something in common with, that they're also an associate. You know what I'm saying? Right. That critic is all three levels. Right. But that, that confidant, the reason that confidant doesn't have the right to criticize, but they have the right to listen. Because they haven't been in the trenches with you kind of thing? It's not been in the, the, the trenches with you is because they don't have those credentials. Gotcha. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's like I can come to you and say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling bad in um, trigonometry. I'm never taking trigonometry, but hey, I'm struggling bad in trigonometry, man. Right. I, and I can come to you for that if you're my confidant, and you can say, "Hey, man, you know, hey, you know, you need to do a little better. You need to, you need to try a little harder. You know, you're there to listen. Yeah. But when you're that, I come to you and you say that, and you're like, but look, but I can help you. Right." There, there's something, you know what I'm saying? And that the thing about the, the critic is not in it for themselves. I wish I knew something about trig so I could help you. <laughs> but the, <laughs> that 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 critic is not in it for themselves. Right. That critic has unconditional love for you. Okay. You, yeah. That confidant is wavering. Right. You're, they're that middle ground. Yeah. You know. They're, they're, they're very, they're, very close friends. They're, yeah, they're very close friends, but they will also, mm. the moment that they can find something better or the moment that there is no benefit for them, they're liable to leave. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're liable to leave. Right. So you know, that that's one reason that it is the way it is. You know, I think friendships, I see a lot of people surround themselves with negative energy. It's almost like they're drawn to it. Um, and then whenever I see people with negative energy around them, it tends to bring them down. You know what I mean? It yeah. tends to make them sink below themselves. Now You are you are the words around you. Right. I don't care what you say. Right. The words around you are because Again, I believe that words are things. The Bible says in Genesis, at the beginning there it was the word, and at the and at, and as of the word, word is the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says Genesis. So, so words are a thing. Right. Get into your walls. They get into your curtains. They get into your clothes. They get into you. Yeah. Saying, and that's why people people have to be very careful with the words they use. Mm -hmm. Very careful with the words they use because the words you use are are things around you, right. you know. And, and it's like you know, you get to you get to saying negative things and unpositive things and and, and hurtful things. That's the that's what's all around you. Right. You see, with 
what you and your friends talk about is really kind of what y'all are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really what y'all are. So you have to be very, very careful with the words that you have around you. And if the words around you, you know what I'm saying? Because words are only spoken by people. Right. Cats, dogs, or pets, they don't speak. Right. So all them, all them words that are around you are coming from people. And if them words are not empowering you, you got to find new people to bring new words around you. Okay. You have to find people to bring new words around. Now, let me ask you a question. With with the with the critics in your life, obviously the people who are, um, you know, have earned your respect or very close with you. Do you think? Do you think there is too many? Do you think what what is where's your obviously you can have too many? What is your cutoff point of too many? Is it more than? four or five is it can you have it for different aspects of your life what is what what is the exact um and is there exact number does it vary for people it varies okay you know what i'm saying and right. I'll, I'll give you an example you know there's um we'll take a musician for an we'll take a musician for an example right uh, that musician you know one of his critics one of his critics would be somebody that is going to be good in music. Right. But that same critic can't be the person that he gets his advice from on Kanye West. What that Kanye West? Look mm -hmm. at his life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kanye doesn't really um, take uh, criticism, I though. I mean, critics he got, but he's not asking the same person uh, and, and listening to this, and he doesn't value the, the same person's opinion on music mm -hmm. that he does when he values their when they're telling him about running Yeezy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's two different critics. Me on the other hand, I don't. The person I listen to about teaching is not the same person I listen to about civil rights, Correct. about protest, about being an activist. Right. Okay. You don't. You're not. You're not listening to you. You're not listening to your uh, getting your advice on bodybuilding and working out. You know what I'm saying? Right. From. Um, the friend that you're getting advice from on maybe a relationship. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. There, there, there is no limit, but it's the problems comes when you allow yourself to have the wrong critics. Hmm. That, that's where the problem is. And there, there's people out here listening to the wrong people on the wrong things. Okay. Now let me ask you a question with that. With the wrong critic, right? So, what is what what makes a person a wrong critic? Is it someone who, because criticism, just regular criticism, can be taken wrong if you don't understand the intent of it or the, uh, especially with close individuals. Yeah, I've seen it where. Do you see what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. It, to me, it's about the right. Okay. You know. Right. It's you have to allow yourself to have that critic. Right. You have to. You I have to. You have to allow yourself to have somebody in your life that holds you accountable. Right. You know what I'm saying, and and that's where that comes into. They're not. You get to choose who these people are, but you have to make. What I'm getting at is making sure that critic is chosen, chosen wisely. Okay. 
not that you're not just going and it's because I've known you for 13, you know, uh, all my life and you're my grandmother, you know, i.e. That doesn't mean that I I love you, grandmother, and you have the right to criticize me. But grandma, you I probably shouldn't take this. You you don't have the right to tell me who I can and cannot be with such and such because you've been through marriages. You know what I'm saying? So you have to choose your the ultimate decision is yours. But that advice that you take and that you use, you you have to be very careful with because and and that goes too though, because some people aren't always giving you advice. They're putting you in situations. Right. That make you know what I'm saying? People will tell you things because it's out of a benefit for them. That's not advice. That's just getting somebody to do something that, that, that benefits and makes them better. You know, you know, think of, you know, there's people who, guys, you know, you have your guy friends and y'all hang out all the time and he gets a girlfriend and he's not hanging out with the guys anymore. So he comes one day and says, hey, I'm thinking about breaking up with her. The guy's going to say, yeah, hey, you need to do it. Right. But they're saying that, that their advice comes out of uh, a selfishness. Because they know, if, if, hey, if we get him break up, he's gonna be back out here partying, hanging with us all the time. True. So you know, you that's why you have to evaluate and, and, and check your credit. Okay. Now, how how does positive criticism affect people differently than negative criticism? Because the, do you think there are some people that respond better to negative? You know what I mean? Because there are some people that have that, um, I don't want to say mentality because it's not a negative mentality, but you have some people that feed off of, like athletes tend to do that. You know what I mean? They, they love that negative feedback that, that, uh, that, you know, I don't even know how to, how to really explain it. You know what I'm trying I, to say? I get what you're saying. That, that question, you know, you say positive, negative, that that negative criticism. Right. It's, they, it's not they, bad they, for everybody. I think that, some people. But they use it to find some positivity. They use it in some way to, fine. you know, okay. talking about an athlete. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they found some way to, to use it. And people respond differently. Right. People I get what respond. you're saying. Like but some some people aren't, yeah. You can't, the, all your weight can't be in a criticism. Your weight has to be in, in, in you individually. Right. You know, people can, you can, you, going back to home, people are on, tell people all, every day on, at home that, hey, you need to get off the drugs. You need to get off the drugs. We care for you too much. You need to get off them. We know a lot of people like that. We've said that to a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some of them took that, hey, they care about me. Some of them took that negatively. We've seen people take it both ways. Right. But it, it's, it's the, how much of it is it that you wanting for yourself? Right. How much of that is that you wanting for yourself? But sorry, I had to reposition. I, I really believe you should have some critics in your life. I think you should. No, yeah, I, I, I do, I do agree with the critics um, because I think those are the people that are that know you the best. I think those, I think a critic. The true critic, a person who you're going to take real criticism from, not just some Joe Schmo on the street that knows you through, you know, a, a social media app. I'm talking someone who really knows you. You know what I mean? I think it's important to take that criticism because I think that's the, obviously, like that's, you said, that's how you better yourself as an individual. You know, 
Um, now let's go back to the 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 original the original group, the the associates, as you okay. call. Um, would you? Would you deem that there is a such thing as too many associates to where you draw yourself, you fill – because associates are people that you obviously congregate with at some point still regardless of you know the amount. It's very little but you still need to congregate with them. There's yeah, with that associate, there's a mutual understanding on the level of that. So you can have that as uh, an associate, and that associate is somebody that you know, but you might not love. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that might be somebody that you know, but you don't love the way you love your confidant, and and you love the critic. You get what I'm saying? Right. You got some family members that just need to be associates. Yeah, I have some members that just need to be associates yeah i don't need to confide and i don't need them to criticize right you know what I'm saying? so it's you can have as many associates as you want but you have to understand their place you have to understand their um that they're not it's not they're not necessary you know with that associate you're not worried if you lose an associate Right. You know what I'm saying? That makes right. sense to you. you. know, you're not you're not all the way worried. That doesn't that's not gonna keep you up at night. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's not gonna keep you up at night. Right. And now, and and associates are people who nine times out of ten in your life, that's a evolving group. Right. It's that's why it's at the bottom because it changes so much. Yeah. You know, they're like leaves. Every every spring you get a different set of us. You know what I'm saying? And you can you can so, see it happen. Have you ever sat back and watched it happen in real life? Like yes. sincerely, like I, I, Alfredo, I um, I see it a lot with with um, you know, like Instagram and social media brings light to that very much because you see people post, you know, especially people that go out a lot. You'll see them post pictures with people for two or three months sometimes six seven months and then it'll just stop it'll just stop and then that person will be with someone else and then the other person they were taking a photo with will be with someone else right like a different group you know two or three maybe four people out at a time and it's interesting to watch because it you 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 see that exact definition of what who an associate is of an individual who you know, was close with you, and then once they received all the benefit, or once they, you know, got what they needed, or maybe just felt like or leaving. Their, their partying days were over. They had a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what you know. Uh, you know, you you change that. That's why that group okay. changes so often. You know what I'm saying? That's why that group is is what it is. Can, okay, this is gonna sound goofy, dog, but. Uh, do you believe in a a f- friendships that are just meant to be like friendships that transcend time like not even friendships but like relationships you know just like a and not a relationship in like a loving like a lover way i'm talking just a, a human to another human a loving a human being do you think um i have 
again, you know, honestly, I'm blessed. I have a couple like that. I have you. Yeah. I have Sarah Beth, and I have Miss Golf, and I have Miss Claxton. Yeah. And you know, there are there are some because, but when I, when I talk about those four people too, I'm talking about four people in my life that if I committed murder today. And they gave me a life sentence or they executed me. Those are four people I know that are going to be there to sit there and watch me. Now, they're going to be pissed that I killed somebody. Yeah. They're going to be upset with me. They're going to tell me. Y'all all four are going to tell me. Yeah. Snoopy, fuck. You, made a, you, you did something stupid. Y'all are going to tell me that. But I know for sure that y'all would be at my execution. And then I also know that even after that was happening, even after I'm long gone and you here, and if you was to die before I had, we would still call each other best friends like we were still both on earth. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just, that's just where that, you know, you, there are some like that, but ours work with those four people. It works right. like that because I know that I'm accountable to you guys. Yeah. I know that I, you know, we, and that's one thing, you know, we've never, there's, or, or if we've had an argument, it's been about something politic-wise. There's, there, there's never been that anger for one another on on telling somebody that, that we thought they were the other was doing wrong, right? Or we didn't like something that the other said. Yeah, you know, and we let you know we talked about it. There's never been that you know that anger that's lasted. If we was if we was mad at each other the next day at school, we were still talking. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. never been yeah. that you're with each other because we don't. We we always, I mean, me, well, me and you a special case anyway, you know, being in Ballard, but there's always been that want to see each other do better. Yeah. And the other, you, there's that want to know that the other is doing better. Right. That, so that's where you can have those and a lot of and people have them they lose them because they they don't want to have that account it's, it's that laziness and having accountability it's easier to just say hey I'm, I'm i'm done with this relationship done with this friendship done with with having you tell me how you feel because then when you tell me now i'm accountable right the moment that you tell me hey snoop i think you're doing something wrong i'm accountable because yeah. i know now it gets back it goes back to death. A lot of people don't want to know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be confirmed that they can do better. Because when that's confirmed, then they know that I got to try a little harder. Right. It's that, it goes back to being lazy. Right. Yeah. I. I. I uh, on the very on the first part, I do think there are friendships that transcend time. Relationships, I should say. Like I think I have two. Maybe three, yeah, I have three. Cause uh, and 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 it's like really it's relationships with people that I. No matter where I was at in my life, they always were like you know accepting of it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I think. And I'm I'm not to cut you off real quick. It's not that. And this is somebody I, I know. I'm saying I feel like I'm one of those people, and it's not that one accepted what you did. You know, we ain't got to talk about those things on here, <laughs> but we know, we know. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. know. 
it's not that one accepted what you did, but one wasn't going to let you go through it by yourself. Yeah. That, that, that people were willing to wait on the other side. Yeah. You know, tried to pull you out, but there was none of that. There was no pulling you out. Right. You know, it was, the, we thought you was pulled out. You were sneaky enough to, to cover up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was that willingness to, 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 to sit right it with you. Yeah. You know, and it's, it sucked because, you know, we young, man, you know, we was young at that time. And, you know, I, I think, you know, when it kind of got bad, I, I was really away. I, you know, was in college. Yeah. But it sucks. But I knew that even when you was going through that, anytime I was home, we saw each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anytime we was home, we saw each other. And there was always that, that push. You know what I'm saying? It was a little push here, a little push there, just talking. It wasn't even like it's being like, hey, Chris, you got to got to stop this right now. It would be a, okay, bro. So what you thinking about your future? Yeah. You know what I'm like, what you want to, you know, and at some point the military showed up one day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Knocked on the front door and said, Hey, come on. I'm saying like you just, but people had to wait it out for you. And that's another thing. A lot of people aren't willing to wait for people. Right. That's, that's, that's the, yeah. Your associate. Yeah. You know, you, and, and, you can't. That's why I, I try not to have no expectations with people mm. because it, it's so easy to lie. It's so easy to deceive people today. You know what I mean? So I have no expectations for people. You know, you don't with me, you know, moving up that ladder and and, and everything. Ooh, I had to burp my bad. You good, bro. Uh, moving up that ladder. I don't I have I, I expect people to leave. Yeah. I expect that when there's when there's no benefit, people leave. Yeah, always gonna do you like that. Right. The moment, the moment that you're at your job and you are no longer a benefit to them as an employee, they're gonna leave you. Yeah. You know, there's 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 just that there's few people in your life that that are are unconditional. Yeah. They're, they're very, they're far and in between. And so that's why I try not to spend my time anymore on people that I thought loved me. I don't get heartbroken when somebody leaves my life because I thought they loved me. Right. That's what I'm saying. That was, I was wrong. The, the benefit ran out. There wasn't that anymore. So you got to, and that's, that's one of the problems at home. You know, it's, Ballard County, I really feel like they, um, not just Ballard County, our generation, they feel like it's, it's a curse. It's a, it's a curse to be, to be friends of few, to have mm. very few friends. Yeah. You feel like, and once that, and once that friend, once that friend decides to, to say something to them about their life, then we live in a generation where somebody feels like that they've been backstabbed. Yeah. This person backstabbed me. They didn't, they didn't backstab. They have an expectation for you. Yeah, and you didn't just, and you didn't fulfill that expectation. That's the problem. But you can't have expectations for people, and you can't have uh, uh, requirements for people, 
unless you allow them to be, unless you are also going to be accountable to them. Right. It would be a me, you know, it'd be a fool for you to call me and tell me, hey, you need to do better, or hey, you need to do this A, A, B, and C. And then I'll call you one day and I say, hey, you need to do A, B, and C. And you're like, I don't have to listen to you. Right. Well, if you already made that decision, yeah. Then what right do you have to criticize you? Criticize me? Yeah. This is it's a mutual relation. Our relationships are mutual. Yeah. You have to be able to re, uh, to to give out what's given to you. And another problem is a lot of people giving so much love to people that don't even deserve it. Yeah. And 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 we have people that are in their early twenties and they're drained already of love. Yeah. People are are drained of love. Well, you're, the only reason you're drained is because it's it's like a it's like a water. Uh, Thing, uh, water fountain. You're just taking all that water out, and there's nothing there to give that water in. At some point, somebody's gonna come to the to the uh, to the work fountain, and it's just gonna be air. Yeah, you're not gonna get any water out. You come back in and put some water, and somebody has to, for everything that you give out. Somebody's got to give something back to you. Right. They gotta pour somebody, from their own jug. Say that one more time. They have to pour from their own jug. Yes. And then and somebody's pouring into them. Yeah. And you're pouring in a little bit. Yeah. And then somebody else pouring in them. And they're yeah. pouring back into you. Yeah. But it's 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 like all these our our relationships should be a representation of the rivers to the ocean. Right. Everything you leads know? back to the the main source. And come back to the main source. Yeah. And and everybody is getting everybody's getting some nourishment. Right. Everybody's getting but people they they, they're 19 and they, they thought they were supposed to be in love by then with this high school sweetheart. So this one person builds a dam yeah. in that river. Yeah. And so when they built that dam, they didn't go connect to somebody else. You get what I'm saying? Yep. They, they get a new relationship, but they feel like they can't give their love no more. But this person's giving all their love to them. Yeah. So downstream, and that's where we have all these droughts. Yeah. We have a lot of droughts because people are, are there. And then. We have this flood. We have so much flood because people are just giving to the wrong people. Yeah. People are giving to the wrong people. Their 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 uh, water jugs are over uh, overfilled, so they're just spilling out of the water at that point because they're taking too much in and not giving enough out. They're not just. They're not even. It, it, what makes it bad is that they didn't even turn on the spigot. Right. They're just. Allowing the water to overflow because they're that selfish. Right. They would rather the water hit the ground than to give it to the next person. Right. They want to keep it up itself. Now, who do you think is more dangerous to have? Is it the person that gives but doesn't receive? Or do you think it's the person that receives but doesn't give? The person that receives but doesn't give. Yeah. The, the, that person is, is, is more dangerous. Because and, and that person and and that person is is somebody that's selfish, right? You know, and and that person is somebody who is egotistical and only cares about nourishment to their own body and their own self. Yeah. You know, so you you have to be very wary of those type of people. Yeah. Now, what is? Just, just, just in terms of friendship overall. Do you think 
it is I mean obviously it's important to find at least one in every stage of your life right someone that you can add to that um, that little secluded group of individuals who can truly um, what's the word I'm looking for criticize you right because you have because here's the thing I want to I, I want to ask you something and see what you think about this because I was thinking about it while you were talking um, obviously you have the people who you take criticism for but do you think they're within that group of people do you think there's a select two or three individuals that you add somewhere along in your life that no matter what they say it's like you value their opinion maybe you value their opinion more than just the criticism so you want to try either extra hard or those kinds of things yeah. Well, and it's, it's uh, you know, there's there's people, you, there's going to be times in your life that, you know, going back to saying, there's going to be times in your life that in everything you do, the, the critic is so, is so close to you, your decisions affect them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, you get your, if you're married and you got fired, you're looking for a new job and you're applying for jobs. And your wife says, hey, I, you can apply wherever, baby, but I don't want to live. I don't want to live out there by a beach. I don't want to live in Florida. Right. So you, you take that more in. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to take that more in right then. Um, Isn't that unfortunate for both parties in those situations? Because, like, it's, it's a lot to ask a woman to uproot or a, a person to uproot their life. Just on the example that you give. Because, like, I feel like this is – this might have happened a lot in the last year and a half because of of people losing jobs and of people um, relocating to different states out of nowhere because of a virus. And uh, not to get political, I don't want to get political, but isn't it's it's unfortunate for both parties on both ends. And I say that because it's unfortunate that let's say uh, let's say if a man was leaving and then the, he expected a woman to come with him, it's unfortunate for her to be expected of that. But it's also unfortunate of him or of her to not give it for him. You know what I mean? Because they both – it goes back to the the aspect of sacrifice. Like, well, that, and that, you, you just took it to where I was going. Yeah. You just took it to exactly yeah. where I was going. Yeah. Your relationships um, are, are – love in itself is a sacrifice. Yeah, it is. But, go ahead and say that. But – if how we would look at our relationships with people different if we based them off the sacrifices they made and and I, and I say that to you as somebody saying you know if you if you just take a moment and you look back and you know you're you're ranking your you're ranking just boldly you say this person's closest to me best friend best friend best friend best friend best friend one two three four five and you just wrote it down going off of how you felt, what you thought. Mm -hmm. But if you took another piece of paper and you wrote down their sacrifices. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might be surprised that you get down to the person number 10 on that list and person number 10 has made as many sacrifices as the person number two made. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you, you have to, I think that's one way we should look at relationships. What is, and, and, is, and getting into relationships with people, not just boyfriend, girlfriend. At what point am I willing to no longer make a sacrifice? Right. 
what and, and that's where you and, and when you can answer that question you know the extent of your relationship with a person right if I, you know you know going back to a, a friendship you know it's like hey i can I, you know with you you know i you could say look i'm not willing to use my gas to take your mother to the, to the doctor right i'm not willing to use my to sacrifice my time today when i could be at whipple's working right so you, it, it's, it's, it's not the, the length of time, you know, I tell people that really make us friends. Right. You, you know, that's not what the reason I call you my best friend, my lifelong friend. Right. It's, I can't think of anybody besides that of Miss Golf who's will, who's, who made sacrifices like that. From, and we were young. Yeah. Making them, you were making them sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to do that type of thing. Yeah. And so that's just based on what are you willing to do in that relationship, and how far are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Some for, for that person. Yeah. I uh. To 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 bring up a touchy topic, man. I I cherished your mother. You know what I mean? Like your mother meant a lot to me. And that's that I think that's one of the reasons why you and I are so close is because your mother made me feel like a son. You know what I mean? She was very loving to me and and, and that and that made me just like our the relationship that we had really from the start was just interesting because like you said we never we never fought, and if we did, we still talked the next day. It was very, it, it was, it was, it was just a weird. I don't know, man. We, but no matter where we were, we were on that. We most of the time it's been a comical discussion. It yeah. was you trying to be the funniest, yeah. and me trying. To, I was the smartest, yeah. and so it's never. It's never. It's like you know, I say something, and you're trying to outdo me to get a laughter. Yeah. And then you, so I'm over here trying to get an awe. Yeah. You know, we're both we're fighting for awes and and laugh, oohs and awes, yeah. and clapping we're in class together. Yeah. So you know, I can't even say that there's been an argument. There, you know, there's there's there. I can't, I can't, th- I can't think of it. No. I really can't. No, the, I, mean, I the, mean, the only time I think we would ever be mad at each other is when it would be in a spades game and. You would have the big, or I would have the big, or and you would have the little, or you would have I would have the little, and we would end up playing them at the same time because we were forced to, and I well, would end up trying. You know, that's the most disrespectful thing I could ever do to you, because <laughs> that's two books guaranteed right there. How do we fuck that up, bro? <laughs> you can't argue with your loved one, whoever you love in spades. Y'all don't need to be playing spades. That's just an. That's the truth. Y'all not arguing at the spades table. Yeah. Y'all not be playing spades together. Y'all not good partners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta argue because that shit sets it. That shit sets the mood. <laughs> it's your relationship. Play spades with somebody. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. That's how you test your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh my god. The amount of man. I, I hate I hate people who say that like high school was the best time of your life, but there were times in high school that will be the best part of my life. And some of the best times of my life were sitting around a table playing cards. Just- yeah, it was it, it was a needed 
I needed that before I came to Kentucky. Yeah. I needed that. It was um moving around a lot. Sorry. You did that you did that for about two years. Yeah. But that was about a two year thing, you know. And it was it's funny, you know, because if you look back at that, anybody that's been out there, that's that that spades is kind of really what brought me to who I am. Yeah. You know, that you come out to the house and we doing what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't you'd be surprised. You wouldn't think that. Yeah, I mean, Bala County was small, but you wouldn't think that I would have the diverse group of people I had in my house. Yeah. To, from age, you know, I'm not saying we had 36 years old people there, but, you know, people who just graduated, you know, pre-P meds and, and all, like, diverse group of people. Yeah. Logan Woodward. There's, when would you ever think Logan Woodward, uh, Chris Hall, Andrew Scott, and uh, Cody Shea would, and Sarah Beth would be in the same room together yeah. outside yeah. in Ballard County, hanging out, yeah. laughing, enjoying themselves. Yeah having political talks, having raps and, and making beats and yeah. just doing it all, yeah. you know, and that I came to college and my house was the same thing, but just on a, a bigger scale, it became, it was no longer, you know, di different people from economic background. It then became people from India, Laos, yeah. South Brazil, Africa, you know, all of us in the house, Doing those types of things, and so kind of that that spades those two years helped me really be able to learn to get groups of people together, you know, and and to be able to 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 know how to work with a diverse group of people that shouldn't be in the same room together at all. Right now, do you think that can relate back to? Um, politics one day when you decide to run for a political office do you think you will be able to bring uh coexistence to whatever level of government you decide to to, to grace your presence with yeah i think i can i think i can you it's not even a thing i can i know i can yeah i know i can that's not a um and I've said this once and I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it a million times. I think you are a person who could easily make those changes. And that's why I – that's why you are one of the three people that I take criticism from because you can do those kinds of things. You are, you are one of the most powerful individuals I know in more ways than one. You know well, what I mean? I, that's funny because somebody somebody else said I was I had too much power to be twenty eight. And I said, I, I said, I'm over thinking like I I don't have any powerful people's number my phone. I don't have any powerful people's number. They're like, no, it's not right. it's not that you have people's numbers, Snoop. It's the fact that you can say something and it persuades common people yeah. and that and people on both sides. Yeah. And they, they they take heat to it. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm I'm only saying what I what I think, and they're like, and it's not. It's like, you know, I do know politicians, work with politicians, and it's like, but that's not what I mean. My your power comes from. It's the power to move people. I'm like, I 
didn't think there was power. I just thought I was talking. You know, I'm not, I've never tried to, to do that. But that comes out of uh, growing up in Ballard County. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I, being black and, and going to school with predominantly white people, I, I saw the struggle when I when I think of the struggle childhood wise, I don't have that image of black people mm-hmm. struggle. You know what I'm saying? There's, I mean, I, I know some black people who had their lights cut off and some of those things. But when I think about childhoods and, and poverty at home, it's, it's images of white people. Yeah. You know, I've never had my lights turned off. I know a couple friends that did that were white. Yeah. And so that's one reason, you know, I can't. I know that there's no difference yeah. besides because I've, I, I, I've seen the struggle on both sides. We come from a place where how many backpacks a day did Ballard County have to give out at the beginning of the school year, school supply, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we come out school vouchers and, 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 and all these type of things. So I, I saw those type of things. And I just, I just, to me, I, I, it's not fair for me to fight unless I'm fighting for everybody. I, I, I just, I don't, and there are some issues that, that are race related, but I don't go into the fight when it comes to economics and education, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, food insecurity. Those three fights are universal fights. Right. When, 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 and that's one thing that upsets me. When we're talking about, uh, black education and, and black, you know, institutions. And we're talking about uh, food shortages in, in ghetto. We, we're doing ourselves an injustice if we don't talk about the people in Eastern Kentucky that don't have many. Right. We, there, has be, there has to be a universal fight. You know, that's one, something... Go ahead. That's something I bring up a lot is the Eastern Kentucky situation. Because I remember... I was always told that there were schools that didn't have concrete flooring out there. I've, I've been in I've been in homes as yeah. late as 2012. Yeah. Have running water. They still use. They still pumped it from outside. Yeah. I've homes where they had a wash house, and no bathroom inside. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's. Just sit, I, just sit and think even, about that for a second. Just sit and think about that for a second. That's not, I don't think about it. I've seen it. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm just telling everybody else. Like, like these, these are people that literally do not use the bathroom in their own house. They go outside as late as 2012. Now, there's still houses there that are probably that way. It's 2021 and there are still people that have to use an outhouse to use the bathroom. I was in Knott County, March 2021. Yes. Knott County, Kentucky. Um, was out there for education. Sorry. We was out there for educational training. And uh, we went to Knott Central High School. Yeah. Uh, the school was built 1950-something. Okay. And most of the, 30% of the rooms have black mold. 30% of the rooms have black mold in it. Um, yeah. We're using books. Their most updated book was a science book that came in 2001. Uh, their history books didn't even have Bill Clinton as president that they use. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and so these are these are just struggles. These are these are universal struggles. Yeah, yeah. Universal. Now I'm not sure how you fix it. Yeah, that's a hard one, man. That's a. Can you fix it? That's the question. Can you fix it? Because um, obviously, you know, there has to be some sort of capabilities. But to what extent and how long would it take for them to get those capabilities? Or the, just the, the, those, you know, what I'm, you, you know what I'm saying? I think you're muted. You're muted. Can you hear me? I think your computer's muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Alright. Um, it can be fixed. Um, now the question is, will it ever? It for that to happen, it takes one. It takes a side. One of the sides to say. Both sides, both basically to say, we're fighting the same fight. Right. So what what happens is you have people in Eastern Kentucky who are fighting for educational rights, and then you have somebody that's wanting to fight for uh, the right uh, to learn Black history. Right. Well, the fight is the fight's the same. Now the outcome is different. Right. And 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 you know. The biggest misconception about civil rights is that it was a big universal, universal fight. Right. And it was on a national level when it came to voting rights and lynching. Right. But each place, they at the same time, you had a collective group of people said, look, we're doing, we're getting treated wrong. Now, I'm getting treated wrong about riding this bus. Right. In Mississippi. And over here in, and over here in Alabama. I'm getting treated wrong because they're they're spraying me with water hose, and then down here in uh, uh, Arkansas, they won't let me go to school, so we got to take that fight on. So the fights were small, but they realized that we're we're still fighting for the same thing. We're fighting for human and civil rights and dignity. Right. So the we don't the fight now has to be a pure educational fight. Right. The fight has to be look. We're fighting for the minds of our children. Right. Sides have to be able to understand that. But what they do is they tell the, the Republicans say, well, we don't need educational reform right now because this educational reform is going to go and they're going to want to teach. Uh, they're going to want to teach a different type of America. Right. So you have a, no, 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 no. We don't need we don't need to do that. And then you have you have your Democrats that come over here and they say, well, look, we, we want to do this. We want to do that. Uh, but the Republicans are uh, the Republicans want want us to take out a. Uh, take out uh, black slavery, uh, not black slavery, American slavery, and they, they want us to have a pro-America talk. So then you have people say, no, 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 we'll just stay with what we got. Right. We'll stay stacked. And you can't, you can't do that. You have to have a universal fight. There is, to me, if, if you're out there fighting in, in education and in, in food insecurity and in human rights for a certain group of people, right. you're a hypocrite. Hypocrite. Hypocrite, you know that that that's not me going to say that you can't say Black Lives Matter. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is, when you out there, 
you can say Black Lives Matter, but we won't we won't we won't respect for all lives at the end. You know, you can point out the wrong, but don't forget the whole total goal. I think most people who support Black Lives Matter, I think do respect all lives. I think it's a small, small percentage of the individuals that, I know this is a weird thing, but you, you mentioned it. Um, I just wanted to say it before I went into my next question. Um, I think there are a select few of individuals that do take it above and beyond that though. Like 99% of people are like solid people. No, 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 hold on. Let me let me get where my point is. Yeah. Let me get to one point is. And and this and this is what I'm saying. When when George Floyd died. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess we're about a year year out of that now. About a year because I was in Washington about this time last year, Correct. protesting. Um. And in Afghanistan. America, that same that same day, that same week, had um, landmines had killed 30, 30 civilians over there. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's. I, I consider myself, you know, I, people. I'm probably gonna get fired by the end of the semester. <laughs> but I tell my students that our our first obligation is to be a critic to be a uh, consistent critic to the American government. Going back to our talk last time, yes. you know, with our job, we have the right to, we are, ob- we are obligated yes. to be that. Yes. So it's, it's not good enough for me to say, and, and, and I'm not saying the Black Lives Matter movement is saying this, but it's, it's not good enough for me to say I want Americans to stop killing black people. That's not what I want. I want America to stop killing people. Yes. I don't I don't want them killing nobody in the name of justice or freedom. Right. I believe in it. And so that's my point. Okay. There's not there's not the, the, the consistency in in saying that, hey, you know, we don't want you killing people. And this is what I'm getting at. Right. There's a lot of people saying, uh, hey, we don't want you killing we don't want you killing uh, American citizens for no reason. Right. You know, there's a due process. If he was wrong, we should have went through the due process. Yeah. I have I hold that same thing with operation of Iraq, any war we're in. Right. We were over that same. And that's what I'm saying. Be consistent. Yeah. The moment that you, you you haven't seen any protests, we didn't protest really about what was happening in Iraq. Right. Because they told us, hey, first we're doing it in the name of terrorism. Yeah. And, and they, 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 they got everybody programmed to think terror. Uh, this war, 9-11, 9-11, this war, there, you know, that pro is programming everybody here. But so people found, just like people on the officer side with George Floyd, found a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Guilty by uh, association? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I supported the cop. Uh they found it's not that they found it what he did was wrong, but they found that because he didn't follow the law. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was uh, just right. Well, I'm saying there's a lot of people out there was with the Black Lives Matter movement who you know they're like, no, there's no justification for this. 
But if you ask them, hey, if you would have said to them, hey, if we, America just killed killed such a 30, 30 people in Iraq today, how do you feel about that? Well, it was justification. Right. We're there to knock, there to knock out terrorism. Yeah, terrorism We're there to was to be ISIS. eliminated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's not that consistency. And that's that's a that's a big problem for me. I, I really don't like that. I try to have it. So as a man who knows he can bring a a room full of the opposite side people together, when are you going to announce some sort of want or wish to help change the world because I 100% think at some point there should be some consideration. I've been in talks for, uh, for a while. Uh, I want to say a while for about a year, half a year now, uh, back at home with people. Um, I'm when I, I have the convince, I have the idea that I can, you know me, what I can do outside of doing what I can do now with even our politics, yeah. uh, being involved in it, you know, elected official wise, I, I can do more right now on both sides. People willing to work with me. I can go speak here, go speak there. Nobody's too offended by what I do. Right. Um, there's no, um, there's no backlash if I speak to this group and speak to that group and right. just none of that. Yeah. Uh, but right now, my goal is uh, I'm going to spend the next couple of years again. I'm, I'm loving this teaching thing. I think it's very important for me to put a couple uh, a couple hundred students that, that think that they're going to be involved in politics, that I give them some type of new age of thinking. So that's where I want to leave my first print at, because if some of these students go off to, to do, do better things than I do, then I'd be totally OK with my life. Because if you I left the generation on them. Yeah. I've left. So if, if I have them thinking and 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 asking questions, and that's what you know this class is. It's not they hate it because it's not an A B. When I give them tests, it's not A B C D E. Right. It's a uh, hey, you know this is this is what we're talking about. I want to know what you think. What justifications are you using to think for this? Right. If you can give me your own justification with the law and and with the Constitution or whatever we're talking about, then I'm, I'm okay with it because I. I'm teaching you to think. And that's the problem. It's, you wouldn't believe, it's like teaching a kid to tie their shoe again when I get them in college. Right. It is because they've, they've sit down, they've been told a lie about history. Right. Uh, the worst thing in America is American history book. Yeah. The worst thing in America, and, and I and I said it to you because I want you to think it's about this lie. real quick. I mean, it, it, everything in the American history book is is I don't want to say a lie, um, because that would say that some of these events didn't happen where these events did happen. It's very watered down. It's well, it's very, not even watered out. It's it's just an indoctrination. Yes, yeah, first, that really is it. First, yeah. First off, that's the history word. book. History books are too big. I don't. I don't use a book because they're they're too big. Name one time that you've ever got through a whole history history book. Never. You don't. You don't get through a whole history book. You get the chapter seventeen out of a thirty-two chapter book. Your whole time during school, there's never been a time that you would have actually learned from uh, Plymouth. No student has ever learned from Plymouth all the way to uh, to Vietnam War. Yeah. 
in a you don't you don't you just don't get that time. Yeah. Uh, but the, the history books, I think about it. when you your chemistry books, your chemistry books, they normally say chemistry. Yeah. Think about it. your math book said mathematics. If it was algebra, said algebra. You know, it said what it was. But I want your civics book said civics yeah. and politics. Yeah. But I want you to think about your history book. It just says history. No, 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 they don't. World history. Think about it. World history, right? World history says that, but think about American history books. Yeah. Your American history books, normally not, they say something like uh, the great story of America or the uh, yeah. the power the power of one. Yeah. Or the um, history books are, they're very heroic. Think yeah. about that. You don't, you don't hear too many villains in history books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna, when I get a kid, What'd you say? I, I want to make a I want to make a comparison that may or may not get me in trouble. Okay. Um, I find it interesting because I love the way you just explained that because that gives me the perfect thought here. Um, isn't it strange how America? You use the word indoctrinated. The great story of America, right? Doesn't that sound almost as familiar as? with dictatorships like North Korea that, that indoctrinate the people. Now, to an extent, it, no, but there is indoctrination from it. Do you see what I'm saying? They are the way that they are. I disagree with you on that. There, there is no difference. There, there is no difference. Right. Because the goal in both is to promote a nationalism. Yeah. It's, when I get a student and they come to my class, and we, we we cover the Bill of Rights, and, and and they hear all these things about Thomas Jefferson, and the first thing I have to tell them is, Thomas Jefferson didn't believe in God. Thomas Jefferson, his writings, and you know when you go when you go to the Jefferson Memorial, the quote that is around the Jefferson Memorial, people look at that and they're like, oh, this is this stands for America. That quote is from a writing, one of his writings where he's actually critiquing. The, the Christian ministers yeah. for their involvement in yeah. politics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you can't we 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 talk about we we even use the word to show to show you how crazy we are. Yeah. We when we talk about the trail of tears and and, and Indian ex- executions. We call it manifest destiny. Yeah. We, we put that under manifest destiny. And so when you put it under manifest destiny, it, it, it looks like that it had to be done. Right. You hear people talk about the, uh, talk about uh, Jackson, moving, Jackson moving them out of North Carolina and, and people died. But what you don't know is that before that, it's, it's like, I'll, I'll give you another one. Uh, my my favorite one is Quanto, right? Quanto, and and this might be new information for you, but I'll I'll let you, I'll tell you this as well. So you when you think of Squanto, you think of him coming and being this great Indian from a from a tribe that that saved pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's right. what you do. Well, you do you do think about that. That's that's what you're told. Yes. That's Sorry, what, I had to reposition. So, so the where the pilgrims lived at 
where, where, where the pilgrims landed at, that village was already there. Right. There had been a disease that came through and killed, wiped out those Indians. Yeah. Squanto was already in that village. Yeah. Squanto, he knew English. He had been a slave in Europe. Yeah. Escaped, came back. He knew, he knew, he knew English. You know what I'm saying? He knew English. Yeah. So Squanto didn't just show up. He was already there. Right. There's writings that prove that. But when people talk to you, they're going to tell you, well, he, he was just great Indian that showed up here and, and, and say, no, he was a slave. He had been caught. You could consider him a Creole of the time. He had been caught. He, he spoke French. He spoke English. And, and people in the village, in their diaries, wrote about Squanto. But the story that we tell in our history books yeah. is that they landed and they built. We even say that they built the uh, uh, oh, Plymouth. Yeah. See, they, no, they didn't. It was already existing. there. Yeah. So, you know, like that, that's one of the misconceptions. And so, and if you start off with, think about that. If you start off with that misconception that, hey, they, they came here, they built, they struggled, and then they expanded. Yeah, people won't people won't judge you, but it's a total different story. People judge you on when you find out that these, there was already people here, and you you just kept going and and, and wiped them out. Yeah. Well, you know, disease is that that. Think about how weird it was living in that time. You know what I mean? But in the comparison to that, like, look at Christopher Columbus. You know what I mean? Like, what's the entire saying about Christopher Columbus? Like, in 1492, he sailed the ocean blue. Yep. Basically discovering America. When, like, he didn't even land in America, first off. Like, he was he was praised as an individual. But here's the thing that, like, I will go to say, not in the defense of Christopher Columbus, but in the aspects of everybody in that de- in that time period was that way. Maybe not everybody, but most most cultures, because that's what that time was. It happened amongst the Native Americans in America. It happened amongst the Europeans in Europe. It happened amongst, you know, the entire the entire Central Asia up into Mongolia area down into Cambodia you know what I mean it was happening in Australia it was happening in Africa it was happening in South it was happening everywhere you know what I mean so like I hate where people like obviously yes Christopher Columbus was a terrible person but also in the grand scheme of things he was just doing what everybody else at that time was doing so like I hate when they extra devilize him. Now, like I said, that's not in the defense of Christopher Columbus, but it's an it's an observation that you need to take a look and see that the only reason why Christopher Columbus is toted as this is because he was worshipped. Which, like I said, there shouldn't. But I I hate the idea of Indigenous People Day too because they were just as brutal. I mean, the Comanches ran through and would just rape and pillage. And I know that's a completely different area because. Columbus landed in the Bahamas, technically. You know what I mean? But you know, and I'm, and I'm talking about the Comanches in in in, uh, in 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 Texas. But potatoes, potatoes. It was the same. The people were the same everywhere. Um, that's just how people were. Well, so I, and that's that's the problem. 
we we teach an exceptionalism type of philosophy when it comes to America. Right. So, you know, we talk of we, we teach and talk about the struggles of everything, but this Disney this Disney story is told when we talk about America. America is everybody's done this except us. Right. Except except and, and when so we do something we've always excuse <laughs> We can do it because we're doing it in the name of freedom. Right, 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 right. We're doing it in the name of freedom, and that's <laughs> so. There's an exception to what we do. Right. It, it, you know, it, it strikes me that um, we really aren't any different than at that time period. Now, let me say that carefully. Because obviously we are, but I'm, and I just don't mean like any time period. I just mean like over the last, let's say really the thousand years that we have history. You know what I mean? Like before that, yes, history is there, but it gets a little rocky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like at least we can go back to the 1600s and like even though there are people who lie about what happened in history, we can find the truth. Once you start getting into like the early like you know, before the year thousand, it gets a little gray. Um, I, I, I'm stop you on that real quick. I did in it. Uh, one of the things I do in my classes, I showed him a clip. Right. Of um, a man getting punched. Yeah. And I asked students, I said, so tell me what happened. They said, this guy got beat up. And as the guy's punching him, the uh, the guy is is calling uh, calling him a prerogative word prerogative right. word right. and uh, I said so the question I asked him is what's the fact what happened here tell me tell me the news and they said this guy just beat somebody up right and he got hit but what happened before that is this guy hit him and so what my I use that to say. We have to be careful even calling what we do see now a fact. Right. Because looking at a limited range of it. Okay. And then we're also looking at, and just as that camera's only showing that perspective, mm -hmm. we're reading history, we're only looking at it from one perspective. Right. So it's, it's you know, there, there's few things that you can take actually very truthfully from history writings. And that is the date and the time. Mm -hmm. You can only trust if they say something about the weather. You can normally trust that. Yeah. You can trust who they say that was there. Yeah. But the minute by minute play that they give you is can. only from their perception. Right. So they could have went to the bathroom at some point. They could have, right. You know, missed missed the word that was said. Right. Couldn't. Their interpretation of what is said or what is done is going to be different as well. So, history, a we have to, when, when looking at history, we have to look at it like literature, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to look at it like literature. Now, 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 I guess that's where the the idea of a story told one too many times comes from in the aspect of 
the history of looking at it in one direction is obviously, like you said, you can trust times, you can generally trust dates, you can generally trust weather, you can generally trust who was there. But the actions, the accountabilities, and those things is different because it was a story told by someone who might not have experienced it. And then that story was heard and then told again and then told again and told again and then told again. And then the story, the storyteller themselves have, have, give have it an opinion. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When, when, when you're looking at a story, somebody's there, they also the motive on, on how they feel, the sympathy that they had or hatred they had right. towards the situation, the idea that what was going on, that all plays a part into it. And now don't you, now let's say the year we're talking about is like, the early 700s, right? These, because this is actual things. Like you can trust times, dates, those kinds of things, but you can't trust a story. Isn't it kind of funny how at the time of the 700s, you have to think they didn't have houses. They didn't have, they didn't have anything we have today. And they were still um, perhaps gossiping about one another. And here we are in 2021 and we it's this you find yourself in the same situation you find the situation in life being the same with history with what's being told not necessary history but the current history the history of today the history of this exact hour you know what i mean it's crazy that and then to look at what what what's going to look what's it going to look like you know 1300 years from now is it going to be the same but like way beyond what we can figure out, but is it going to be the same of they're just gossiping about each other there? You know, you can trust a time, you can trust the date, you can maybe trust the people like anymore. You can't even trust the people who are there because people will add themselves in the stories. That, that's, that's another, that's another thing we have, you know, you, you it's funny. It's funny these days. And I'll, I'll give you an example of it. When you look at that, that baby boomer, that baby boomer generation. Yeah. You hardly talk to anybody that tells you that they weren't at Woodstock. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, I'm being serious. A lot of people will, in that generation, you know, they were like, man, I was at Woodstock that day. Yeah. Now, well, you know, when you think about the numbers that they say, there's not, I, I'm not that lucky to run into a hundred people that were at Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. 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 Everybody was at Woodstock. Yeah. You get to, you, you smoke some weed with one of them baby boomers. They can tell you, man, I was in Woodstock. Like, yeah, okay, I guess you smoking the weed too. There, what you were yeah. at Woodstock, but yeah. people do that all the time. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a, but Woodstock's one of my favorite ones that the baby boomers do. What's uh? What do you think our gen? I think our generations will be. Well, I'm already seeing it. I seen it on September the 11th. Yeah, I saw it on September the 11th. Yeah. What our generation was. Uh, yeah, and and I. Was I didn't want I to know say it, but yeah, because people from home were telling stories, uh, you know, saying they seen it on TV. And we were, I'm third classmates of mine. You go look at the yearbook. We was in Miss Lawrence class together. Yeah, we didn't watch that. We didn't watch that. We didn't. We didn't see the the planes hit the towers in my class. Yeah, it didn't happen. So. That way. September 11th, 2001, I was still living. It was right before I moved to Ballard County. And I remember it because we just left school. 
they we did get dismissed from school. It was very strange because we were a small school. There was like 10 people in my class. You know what I mean? And I rem- I do remember watching the news that day, but I cannot for the life of me remember watching it live on television of it happening. I, I, I first moment I saw, I came home, I got off the school bus, my mama had it on. I didn't see it at school yeah. at all that day. Yeah. We went through that day like it was a normal day. And you got people out there telling people, they watched it on, we was watching Reading Rainbow. We was watching Reading Rainbow, but we didn't, Reading Rainbow was on, on closed circuit anyway. Do you so remember, I know they were. Do you remember when George Bush was told that the Twin Towers were hit and it was a, 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 a terrorist attack? I remember seeing that on the news as a seven-year-old kid. And, I, and, and since my, my, uh, when I think about 9-11, I honestly go to a year later. We were in third grade. Yeah. And uh, Katie Flower, her dad had just got, they were sending her daddy off. And he came to school to see her. The, that was the last thing he wanted to do was see her before he got deployed. Yeah. And I remember coming into class and crying. I remember things that happened, but that's my uh, sum up moment of 9-11. Yeah. Watching a classmate of mine's daddy go to war. Yeah. That, that's what, you know, I remember. But now, people claim that they have these, as young kids, they had this such young, vivid memory. I, I'm not saying all of them don't, but right. there was way too many people in that, and, and on Facebook, Who my age, and I just know it couldn't work that way yeah i uh i like hearing stories of people who were older than us like a little bit older than us i like hearing people's stories that were in high school because i remember watching like i said the president when they told i remember watching the highlight on the news of them telling him and it was very interesting you know what i mean like just the way he handled it it was I, I I don't know man it, like I know I joke around a lot about how you know the the nine eleven I almost said seven eleven that's my birthday uh, nine eleven is um it was just an interesting day just because of 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 what what it was America hadn't felt something like that since Pearl Harbor it's been it it had been that long I mean you have the Oklahoma City bombing. That was done by an American. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I remember the way people felt, No, you know, that my school memory, historical memory, will always be the day that Obama was elected as president. I was in Miss Rodering's class. Right. You watched it. And, I mean, it's not the same type of traumatic moment for America. But... Uh, I just remember sitting in that classroom and that that might have been one of the first times that I thought that I, I in my head had the belief that there may be something bigger than me outside of Ballard County. That was the moment because before then, people could would always tell me, hey, Devontae, you can do politics. Yeah. Devontae, you, you're going to be you're going to be president one day. But people would tell me that and then I would go into our history class and you look at the president you look at the presidential thing it was all white and it's, in eighth grade you know when they make you say all the presidents I'm saying all these white names yeah. and when they got elected it was that first what they had been telling me all of those years 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What people had said, and I don't know, and I look back at it, I don't know how many of them said that to be sarcastic as a joke, like, dude, we know ain't no black guy gonna ever make it, but hey, right. we'll tell you, you are. But all of that, that day, it came to, it came, it came to be a possibility. Right, it came to fruition. It, it, it came to be a possibility, and I'm like, I, I just won't ever forget that. I, I remember the way, you know, the blinds were closed, but the sun could come in a little bit, like they were little rays strike, you know, going in. And, but I, like I said, we didn't watch 9-11 in my class. Right. So I don't, I can't really relate that to school. Right. Because we didn't, they, we went through the day and I get, nothing happened. George Bush, yeah, when, when, I don't know why I said George Bush, Obama was playing. We, we, we saw Obama become the president of the United States. Yeah, I saw, I saw in the Miss Rodden class. I was in pre-algebra. The inauguration. We, we saw the inauguration. Yeah, I was in pre-algebra. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting, man. I, 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 I watched, I, I, I can, I can, I can remember the happiness around me and I can remember, I still can tell you the kids that were scared that day. There were some of those kids oh, in there that yeah. were scared. Yeah. And there were, and, they, and, and it was because of their parents. It was because of their parents being so influential on their life that they made them come believe, to believe this. Most people didn't feel that on their own. And that's why I think your parents, and it goes, and it goes on the other end too. You know, I, I don't want to attack one side, but it goes on the parents to, you're always going to show so much bias towards that in the beginning. You know? Well, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I'm not saying that's what, that's what scared to me that I just, for a lot of them, you could, that was the first time that they had even, well, all of us, I say for a lot of them, that was the first time all of us seen a black person really have power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was an all. Let me you just. Do go you, ahead. Do you, Okay. So. Do you find it interesting at the placement of Obama becoming president of the United States? Do you ever wonder if it's almost and and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I see it a lot. I, I see this conversation come up a lot. Um, obviously, do you think when you get to that level of president? Now, this is a genuine question. This isn't this isn't anything disrespectful to that political office or that political seat. But do you think when you get to that level, do you think, regardless of what we the people think, do you think there is definitely some sort of grooming of the individual um, and they're going to, you know, they might give us the illusion that we pick who we pick, but they, they're they really picking who they want to pick. Now, it might not be their ideal person, but it's someone that they vetted that even though they, you know, didn't want them 100%, that they're going to be comfortable knowing that they're actually not going to lose a lot of things. Well, do you get what I, I, do you, do you get I, what I just... Answer, yeah, I have to answer that question in two parts. Okay. okay. Uh, I have to answer that question in two parts because there is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are you are groomed, and, and people are groomed different types of ways. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just they're groomed. At, the national parties groom their people different type of ways. Right. You know, they, 
going you're going you have some people that are groomed and their idea of them is, is being a statesman and their idea is being a small town guy you know what i'm saying so they're groomed to, to make sure that they can keep that persona that they can keep that uh you have some people who groomed um to, to you know in different you know different ways but at the same time i have to say that even though parties do grooming it's not you running for president and your your qualifications and your needs matching up at the right time is rare right. so you have you have about you have about 10 people that actually run right except this, except this last year I'm, I'm getting i'm saying on average you have about yeah 10 people run maybe right but you had you have at least a hundred that thought about it yeah national names that thought about it and the reason that the 90 didn't run is because 50 percent of them didn't get the money mm-hmm. another 30 percent of them didn't get the uh they just didn't feel like their time and their qualification was right because they groom the Republican Party grooms a lot of their people to be financially responsible. Right. Well, if America isn't worried about finances right now, you can't bring in that person that you thought about being financially responsible. Right. The de- Democrats, the Democrats normally nine times out of ten, they groom their people to be domestic policy people. Correct. So, and it, I mean, and, and Republicans are more on the international side. So if you take a look. At, at politics and in our relation to elections with events, you normally see the per- what whichever group's going to win is what the issue of the day is. Okay. See, so, uh, and I'll I'll show you what I'm what I'm talking about right now. So when when Clinton was running, mm-hmm. when Bush won his office, okay, the uh, the idea was. We needed to. We needed to fix. We need to get Clinton. That. Well, Clinton was done anyway, but uh, we need to be harder internationally. Right. You know saying, and so that's what we did. We had a financial collapse. Things happened, so we focused more. We went back to being domestic. Right. Hey, the meat. You know, talked about that, and so we went back to being domestic. So then we get Obama. Well, Obama's in office. The meat. What the media do? They push. They talked about ISIS like it was like nothing else was going on. Right. Nothing. Went on. So what do we do? We say, okay, well, we now we need to deal with inter- international is the issue right now. So what we do? We go Republican, mm-hmm. and and so we get we get that international and other issues come up under Trump. But our biggest issues that we were focusing on at that time was a domestic issue. Right. So what do we take Biden in? And and so they're just it's it's just a time and place. It's so- just a time and place funny you say that now you had said a minute ago that the average number of people that run for you know the the candidate spot to attempt to become the president of the united states is usually 10 people per party right isn't it strange that the democratic party this year chose 20 people it was what 20 21 people to the point where they had to have two debates now the reason why i ask you this because here here's my idea on why this was i think they 
allowed. They they not necessarily handpicked, but they allowed these 21 people to show their face to to run to draw different people who normally wouldn't vote someone who was someone who would be you know because like i said this year was the largest outcome of voting of ever it takes it takes and and let me be honest with you it it takes a lot for a person to decide that they're going nobody can just tell you hey you're going to run for president i I don't care if they you don't think you're going to win at all i understand that's that's just not going to happen and the thing is you can't you can't stop somebody from running. That's not true. Let me say something. I will. I will make a point. Stop them from running under no, your party. No, 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 no. Not, not the, not the running part. The, the part before that. The part that you said that you nobody can tell you that you want to become the president of the United States. I'm going to say something that's that may be kind of controversial. Um, one of the Pete Buttigieg and and um, who was the fucking blue Donald Trump? What was his name? The the billionaire Mike. Um, Tom Bell. I know nobody can tell you that you can't be president. No. But what I'm getting is to decide to run and to put an effort into running. You at some point you gotta have you gotta want that to yourself because it's easy to tell when somebody don't want to be there in politics. I promise you, it's it's you you could tell on the first day. You could tell hey this person is is not here because they want to be here. Right. They're they're not they're not wanting to. So you Bloomberg. can tell. Bloomberg. But listen, no, here's what I'm saying. Bloomberg and Pete Buttigieg. The reason why I'm bringing these two people up is because they are two people that stick out to me on that stage that when they were speaking, they had a mission that they were put there. They were never going to win. They were put there to draw people into watching. They were put there as, I don't want to bring up the CIA, but they were put there by someone to destroy, hey, to well, bring you- more eyes to it. Well, now, and this which this is what you have to understand, though, because you ahead. have you have you have a lot of political operative operatives out here that their goal is it's it's their goal is not this was not that election, right? Their goal is next election, right? And when 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 elections are running, people are already thinking about the next one. So a lot of those people, are, Biden had already said. You got to remember, Biden said he. He was going to run. He was going to run again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, what you had a lot of Democrats going to do is saying, "Hey, Biden's not running again. So we already met. If I decide I want to run, let me go ahead and put my name out there. Let me get my face on out there because it's it's harder to get your it, when you when you're a senator and uh, you're a congressman on normal days." And you're a governor, you know what I'm saying? On yeah. normal days, it's hard. And so what they were already thinking is you gotta remember, take a look. Uh Pete is raising he's raising money every month now. Right. It's the next election. So it's not 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 all of those people were up there wanted to be president this year. They knew they they knew they didn't have a chance. But it was they knew that if they wanted to go ahead and to start to get money, if they wanted to go ahead and get their name out there, you have you had to go. In, you had to be out there uh, in this election. You you know what's strange that, that I'm glad you bring that point up. Look at the I don't want to say good old boy system, but look at the good old boy system of the president of the seat of the president of the United States. Okay, you have a a person win a political office. Now, 
that political candidate for that party, usually after their term is up, the first term, because as a president, you can only run two terms. Now you can become president again, but it's a confusing situation, obviously. But you run for four years, you win. Always, always, always have the people um, been to the where if that political party was in office, nobody really stepped up and challenged them to become the president over them. Happened to Johnson. Happened to Johnson. That's the reason Johnson didn't run for a second term. Right. But but it happened. It, that's the one time you can think about it happening. You know what I mean? That's the one time you can think about it. That the mm-hmm. political that the political office prior beat out the office. The only t- only other time a president didn't run for two terms was when uh, Bush Senior got beat by Clinton because of a third party candidate. A third party candidate entered that race and took more votes from Bush than it did from Clinton, and Clinton ended up winning. Yeah, but I, people say that, but uh, it wasn't a really Republican hurt, on a Republican. What really, what really hurt Bush was a a. Uh, commercial he ran two days before that he shouldn't have ran that commercial two days before the election that that commercial didn't do him any justice and that that's what got him i understand that but you also have to take into account when you have a guy like clinton that is he makes kentucky you know he wins kentucky he wins tennessee right wins the south so you know there's but and and that's and that's well and dandy. But what I'm making the comparison to is the next year, whenever Clinton ran again for a second term, there was no prominent Democrats that stepped up against him. It was only the Republican Party. Now, after that eight years, obviously Bill Clinton can no longer be the president. So if Democrats have to step up and Republicans have to step up. Now, all of a sudden, we have President Bush become president, right? Now, Bush becomes president. His first term is ended. Now, running for a second term, no Republicans went really up against George Bush. There wasn't these large Republican national debates. It was the Democrats were debating that that time. You know what I mean? It was Al Gore. And the, then the next year, then the next four years, it was the other individual. Now, you have that Bush wins again, right? So that presidency is over. Now you have both parties again. You have Mitt Romney. Was it Romney the first time? No, it was John McCain the first time and Obama, right? They they won their political parties. There were a bunch of people on the Republican side and a bunch of people on the Democrat side. Now, this happens, right? Obama wins. Now, 2012, when Obama's running for re-election, there wasn't a lot of prominent Democrats that ran against him. He pretty much took the party and said, I'm going to be the pre- I'm running as the main political candidate again. Okay, then we have uh, then we have Mitt Romney come up, right? He wins the Republican side. There's a bunch of Republicans running. Mitt Romney wins it, and it's them two against each other. And then obviously Obama wins again. Now it's a free for all. You have Hillary Clinton in the Democrat side and Trump, right? They won their respective party, but there were a large amount of people. Trump wins. Trump becomes president. This is a long explanation. I'm sorry, bro, but Trump becomes president, right? Now in 2020, Trump won the entire Republican Party. Nobody ran against him. Joe Biden wins, right? There was 20, 20 candidates on stage, but Joe Biden wins. He becomes president. Now, Joe Biden doesn't decide to run for president again. So at this point, let's say he makes it to the four years because a lot of people don't think he's going to make it all four years. But I, as the person who is on the ship with him being the captain, I make jokes about him not making it, but I hope the man makes it because I don't want to see a president die in my life. You know what I mean? A current president. Now, past presidents, of course, that's going to happen. But I want to see him at least live. I'm going to make jokes about it every day. I don't care. But just know deep down inside, I hope the man stays alive and stays president. Um, and his health, it, in good health. 
Um, so obviously now this is the first time in history where really, I mean, except like you said, Johnson, where a Democrats, Democrats are going to run against, against each other again. And then the Republican party, how do you, what, what that was a long explanation for that point, but what was the original point? Fuck, dude. <laughs> I see. I got off. I got off rent, dude. See, this is what happens to me all the time. Nine times out of ten, what you what you have happen is the, the president normally puts that their biggest competition on their party side in some type of cabinet in our yeah. political position. Yeah. And um, thank you for understanding are, what I was getting at. Come thank you. You traded. You know, people aren't. You say what? I said thank you for getting to my point. That's what that's that was my that was my whole idea is because like that's what that, that's what my point about them being groomed is is regardless of who's on that stage, the ten or the twenty people running, they're going to all look out for each other. Which is why I say like yeah, we have somewhat of an option to pick who wins, but really we're not. We don't have it. We. I get it. You don't know how dirty Washington is, yet. Exactly. You have a nice utopia view of Washington. It's nowhere like that. Yeah. Nowhere like that. Really? It's uh nobody is nobody's looking out this whole everybody's only look it's Washington is a B is me capital of the world. It's all me, 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 me. Uh and it's about if you if there's no benefit for me, I can't do nothing for you on that. Um, yeah, I guess I can see that. But you you never want to you when you run against if you're running against the same party and you're running against your incumbent you get what i'm saying right you've already you've split the party so now the party's got you 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 make the party have to do too much work right because now the party if, if you end up winning now the party's got to come up with a different uh, uh motto and yeah. you split the party and then you have some people who would like that president that won't vote for you because you got them out of office. Right. You get what I'm saying? And so that's one of the reasons that you don't you don't see that happening. And you don't want to if they're part of your party, then you would believe that y'all have the same philosophy, that y'all have the same agenda. Mm. So you already have somebody in there, you would most likely just want to stay where you at and be able to do your job and then be able to show up later on though to run you would hope you could but. now do you think this is now now i just want to i just want to ask this question do you think um donald trump takes a run at 2024 or do you think what he's doing now is a last attempt to get as much money as he can out of his supporters and then he's going to kick rocks after 2024 right i think you're right i i don't i think i think him being away for so long when he comes back people are, and people are just going to look at him and be like dude you're kind of crazy you know what i'm saying uh you would hope that people would say that by now well there are still people who um i don't want to say well, no, there. Yeah, they, no, it's not. I don't want to say they support the man still. They there are people who who have invested Trump twenty twenty four flags. There are people who have now. Sometimes I think the people who do this stuff is to actually just piss people off. Um, I, I do get that that attitude a lot out of those individuals, but there are some of those people that actually do believe that, and that's what's crazy. 
that. Yeah. You know and what I mean? That's the scary, that's the scary part because American politics and America's philosophy on politics, practicing politics, fundamentally is to be conjoined and to be uh, represented by an idea. Okay. We're not, our government is not really set up to be for a person, a man or a woman, to be the symbol of America. Right. We're not, that, that's not the type of place we are. Uh, we're falling into that. Uh, we'll, we'll fall back out of it. There's, you know, people have different phases. Uh, countries have different phases. Societies do as well. Uh, so we, we're, we're going to fall back into that. And if we're not careful, if, if we're really not careful, we, we're going to create an ideology type of politics. Right. Uh, and that ideology comes from one person and one person only, and they control that ideology as long as they want to until somebody gets tired of them, and we don't need that on either side. And both sides are trying it, but... It, I think it'll be inter- I think it'll be an interesting next... God, if I could talk. I, I, I must have sinned. Um, I think it'll be an interesting next four years. It's two four. years, three years. I think it's going to be very. I don't know, man. I, I, I really. I don't say this to scare people. I don't say this to, to, make people, because it's not something we have to worry about. But I do worry about where our future lies in another twenty years if we continue down the path that we are on. As a country, you know what I mean. This isn't like a like a, like a like a me preaching saying we need Jesus back in school. Don't think it's that way. But just the like yes, I I hate when people say we're we're more divided now than ever. That's not really true. Like we are divided, but it's not is there there's any more or any less. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at every great civilization, there was a tipping point. There was always a tipping point. There was a tipping point in every great civilization. What's our tipping point? Where is our tipping point? Because as, 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 as for the amount of time that a, a power has ran supreme of a freedom-style-based living, America's got the... Not, not freedom necessarily, but the, the democratic side. You know what I mean? The, the great society. America's got the longest running one right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can argue ancient Egypt. You can argue, you know, ancient, ancient Greece. You can argue like the Mayan times. But we really don't know how many times they had resets. They had resets. There were times where that that they went, they struggled through. There were 300, 400 year time periods where things happened to them where they life got rough and then they prospered again you know what i mean um, well yeah uh, our, our, what's our tipping what's a where, where is 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 our tipping point here are we looking at it in the early stages or do we have another two three hundred uh, years are we going to double the amount of time 300 years but i can say that uh 
the people are going to be. Our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren will see this country fall. I, I can assure you of that. Uh, where is our tipping point? Uh, where is our tipping point? Uh, oh, that's much more comfortable. Our underst- our, we go as this country goes as far as it's compromised does. That's what I would say. Okay. The, the moment and, and, and the moment that we uh, we we lose that totally, we've lost America. Okay. We, we've saying. lost the moment we lose that, that that idea of compromise, that practice of compromise. Um, we've lost America. Do you now? I I know you didn't necessarily give a a time, but do you think where how far do you like if you could grade it on a percentage scale? In your opinion, now of course, if you don't want to make an opinion based statement on this, feel free not to. But if if you if you will on a on a percentage scale from one to a hundred percent. How far do you think America is to that tipping point? Like, are we still at like an 80% to where we'll compromise? Or do you think we're getting closer to the 30, 40% compromise? You know, the compromising, the composition. What's, what would be the past tense of that word? We're at a, we're about at a 30% compromise. Okay. Okay. About 30% compromise. Um, now, 100 being good, zero being bad. That's what I'm saying. Thirty percent. Yes. Yes. Okay. 30. Okay. What about thirty. See, I would have said about forty. So I, I just wanted to know if my thoughts were similar. I just said thirty-five, forty percent. That's really the the solid piece. Have you? Uh, how how did Kentucky football do, dude? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, but going back going back to the compromise thing real quick. There, while compromise, the, the reward now is in not compromising. Right. You get reward for not compromising these yeah. days. Uh, and so that is when I, what I guess we need to wait to see. When will America start saying, look, if you can't work with each other, we can't send you to work for us. Right. So that's where, because we're sitting, we, we are at this point on our stage. We like sending somebody back that know that whatever they on the other side they're not voting for. Yeah. When we hear people vote bipartisan bills, people are get upset with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You voted for this Democrat bill. You voted for this. You know, we don't even call it a bi. We don't even call it a common. We say it was a bipartisan yeah. bill. Yeah. So we we call they, it a Republican bill or a, or a Democratic bill. It's not a bill. Yes. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So that that's a uh, Damn, that's something man. that's I mean, if if I had to put a if I had to put America on a kill list of when will fall, I I would have to say another 150. I think we have another good 150 years in us. 100 to 150. I think around the 100 mark if we continue down the same path. Now, this is the negative manner. America as a whole is you know pretty good. But in the negative manner, I think if we continue down the path, we have another 75 to 100 years before things get really rough. And then from that point, it'll be... Yes, like, see, we you, we don't we don't continue down the same path. The change will happen. Now that's 
the problem is we live that's one of the downsides to a democracy is yeah. you have to wait asses the masses to to um to acknowledge you know what i'm saying it, it's you know you live in an oligarchy or a communist place all it takes is for them is the, for the government to decide that hey we're tired of life being this way we're tired of COVID being this way or we're tired of this so we're going to do it like this a democracy the, the masses have to the masses have to decide and i don't know who will decide i really don't i I don't know, man. I worry. I, I, don't, I don't worry because obviously, hopefully, I'm dead by then, man. Hopefully, I'm in the I'm in the universe. I'm experiencing, experiencing, you know, the afterlife and and all of whatever its glory is, whether it be a heaven. Do you think? This is an interesting question. Do you think if there is a God, do you do you think someone who is all loving and, and this isn't like to be controversial or anything, so I don't want people to think that I'm being controversial when I say I'm being genuine. Do you think if there were if God was truly quote unquote all loving like the Bible says he is, do you think when you died, regardless of how you were when you acted, do you think if you asked forgiveness in front of God there, that because of the sacrifice that, you know, the Bible says do you think you could almost play like a um, the Christian card when you die and God will be like, all right, cool, I'll let you in? Do you think if you're just like, hey, man, I'm sorry? Like, I know that I know that's like bringing it down to a comment or a joke level, like style of me asking that question, but I didn't want to say it in a more serious manner because like it sounds weird if you say it serious. Do you think you'd just be like, hey, man, I'm sorry? And he's like, it, I forgive you. I have a philosophy, and this is this is my. Because what if that's the afterlife? Uh, I, I believe God is just. Okay. And so, so an eye for an in, eye. In that in that belief, I believe that God will show me the mercy that I've shown others. Okay. I so I show a lot of mercy, show a lot of grace. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I try to do those type of things. Uh, because it's one of, that's one of the funniest things to me about humans is that it's like everybody, you know, we all do these things, Christians, you know, friends of mine, uh, and they're always asking God to forgive them. Right. And but these same people won't forgive anybody. They haven't they haven't forgave the kid in third grade for stealing a crayon, let alone. Yeah. That one's always the favorite. You know, and so. I always tell people, ask people, you know, when I'm talking about religion. If God showed you the grace to get into heaven, if God showed you the grace that you've shown the others, how far would you get through the gate? Mm. So do you think it's a, you think God's philosophy is, is, is that? Okay, that's an interesting, I like that. I mean, I can see an all-loving, I, I can see an all-loving higher being or higher power believing that system, as showing that 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 kind of mercy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would, I, if I'm if I'm God, that's what I would have to do because yeah. to me, this you you you're about to come here and ask me to give you to forgive you. Yeah, but that's you true. show that saying you couldn't, which you asked me for, you couldn't show to another. You know, I want to apologize to a kid 
this is a public podcast. Uh, there was a kid in, in, in fourth grade. Um, I was riding the school bus. It was third or fourth grade. I was riding the school bus home. Um, and there was a kid that I was always trying to impress uh, so he would be friends with me. Um, you know, I was like, oh, he's one of the cool guys. Like, I think he was like two or three years older than me. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to impress him, right? So I, there was this kid on the bus. Um, this kid had to be in a harness, right? So, you know, he's, he's, he was... He was in the, uh, I mean, what what's the proper term to say? The slower classes, right? He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't mentally retarded or anything, but he was uh, um, he was just kind of like different, to the point where like I'll tell you a story, dog. He peed on the bus driver. He peed on the bus driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the kid peed on the bus driver. Um, it was funny. It was funny, dude. He's like this kid's in first grade and. He's like on the bus, like while the bus driver's driving, he pees on the bus driver. But that's another time for that's another story for another time. Uh, he was just one of those kids. He had some stickers. Um, I'm getting off the side of the story. I would like to apologize to that kid for stealing those stickers, because that's one of those things that like I should have never done. You know what I mean? I took advantage of this kid, um, and and this is me opening up as a as a 27 year old grown adult to apologize to a kid that probably will never hear this, but. I'm sorry for stealing your stickers, and uh, I, I hope I hope uh, you know your for, your your forgiveness. I hope I accept. I, I hope I get your forgiveness. You mute yourself, so you, yeah, I see what you're doing. You good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want to do, dog? You want to sign off? No, oh, I'm trying to talk. Oh, okay. Let's talk. Can you? Yeah. Are you, unless you're tired, I'm, I'm going to be up. No, I'm wide awake, dog. So, I mean, this, I'm, I can cut I'm, this. I'm up. <laughs> uh, what you just said. <laughs> what you just said, though. Uh, I, I'm going just talking about life in general. Right. Uh, forgiveness has to be fundamental in your life. Okay. Yeah. I'll say that again. Forgiveness has to be fundamental in your life. Because what you what you dish out is what you get. And and you know, I'm amazed at people, you know, I'm amazed at people all the time. It's like they're like, oh you why would you forgive this person? I didn't, me forgiving somebody, people think, look at forgiveness as a weakness. Right. There's this idea that, oh, you forgave him is a weakness. You, t- nobody ever said that you had to forget. Forgiveness and uh, forgiveness is, is therapy. Right. Forgiveness is, 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 a, is a therapy that you have to have to get because when you hold people are mad at people for something that happened 20 years ago 10 years ago 5 years ago correct and that whole time you're mad this person done done everything they wanted to do right now 
Bitterness is a can bitterness is only a cancer to the self. Bitterness only kills the host. It's like it only kills the host. I can be around you, touch you, hug you. I can that don't mean I can catch your cancer. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's inside you. Right. Like that bitter hate is. Right. You get you get bitter, you get hate, you get angry, and you, you don't let go of things. It starts to mess with your appetite. Yep. It's with your stress level. Your stress level starts to mess with your heart. You you kill you. You're killing yourself daily. Yeah. By not forgetting somebody. You forget people for yourself. Not for not for them. I I forgive you, but that don't mean I'm a, I can't be around. You can forgive somebody, but hey, I can't be around you no more. Correct. I but I can't I can't I, I forgive you. I forgive you, but I just I have to save myself. Right. You know what I mean? I have to save myself and then saving myself. We can't we can't be around each other uh, 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 like we used to be anymore. So now, you know, I, I kind of want to get off the subject of this. I, I, I want to ask a question. Um, now, this kind of goes back to the office, the political stuff. Um, I, I just I just want to ask one more question because I think it, I, I always I love hearing what you have to say. What if if you were to go to some sort of level, where would you see yourself going to? I'd where, probably be a senator. What okay. So that's the size community you want to make a difference in. Because I'm always curious. How about uh, yeah, I could I could uh I could be a great majority leader. I, I would I would get the I would get the job. You got you get six years there, you know. Sure. Yeah, you got six years when you're in. You don't you're not. That's the least one that you're worried about campaigning at. You know. Right, because it's every six years. You're not you're not as worried. You can spend your first four years actually being able to do work without having to campaign. Because isn't that crazy about like the president of the United States like? This individual is chosen every four years, but really, if you think about it, two of those years you're spent campaigning. Yeah, you win. You start campaigning. Uh, you start campaigning again. Yes, that's yeah. Yes, that is true. But you're, but you're, yeah, you're working while you're campaigning. But then, like, there comes a point where everything changes, and then you become just campaigning all the time it seems like it, it, but it felt that way with Trump but like if you look at presidents before like I don't know if I recall a time where I mean well yeah I guess the, every president has done it like I guess Obama went out and campaigned like that I guess Bush did I just don't really remember it because I guess we were younger and wasn't seeing it firsthand. so I can't say whether or not they did I can only like just assume Mostly, mostly what you see happen is when they're in office, you didn't see this with Trump. Uh, I can't say it didn't happen ever, but I can say it didn't happen all the time. They're, they will use the policies that they're trying to get passed right now. They will go out and speak about them in communities that it will impact. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so they are still kind of doing their job. Trump would just go out there and get talking. He wouldn't talk about anything he was trying to pass and nothing like that. Correct. Okay. Well, you know, Trump... 
I hate to say this, man. I liked his his stamina. I admired that man's stamina because it seemed like he was always, always going. Like oh, he's no, you he wouldn't know Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, now you want to talk about stamina in the office, well, president office? Yeah. But also, he didn't really age that much. Like, you can't really see... Like, I mean, yes, he was already old as fuck to begin with. But, like, I would have expected him if... Because if you look at Obama when he went in, and you look at Obama at the end of his... Just the four years. Just the difference changed. You get... Some people get into that office, and, and if you're in that office, and all you're worrying about is me... Yeah, you don't really get the stress that everybody else gets, do you? You're taking in the problems and you're actually listening to your morning sessions, memo sessions. And you're, you're, you have people telling you uh, what's actually happening in this world. You get stress. Right. But if you're not taking that in and absorbing it, it, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't change you. Right. I get that. So that's, that's one difference. That's that's his problem. But that's just me. What uh, what movies have you seen lately? Have you seen any mm. good movies lately? Oh, let me, I need to get some water real quick though. Go ahead. Let me. Uh, I'll throw a. We'll be right back. We're rolling, bro. We're rolling. Oh, uh, what were you saying before we stopped the uh? Uh, I don't. Cause I don't remember. I felt like it was. What were we talking about? Were we talking about presidents at some point, right? About Biden, I think. No Trump. Mm. But to smoke a cigar, dog. Okay. Oh. Um. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So, I, I I do remember we were talking about where the America falls apart, right? Like, you know what percentage we're at. Now, let me ask you on the opposite side, what do you think, what's your opinion on what should be done to, to bring us to the other side of the scale? What do you think we as a people, not the government, I hate, I hate when people talk about the government. What can we as a people do to bring us together? Do you think there is a way that we can fix it or do you think it has to... Um, Both sides got to stop relying on the government to fix it. Both sides are relying on the government to fix it. Correct. Both sides, one side is relying on them to undo it. Another side is relying on them to, to do something. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So the people got to do it. I mean, to be quite honest with you, bro. The people got to do all that, though. It can't be. We have to decide. One can only hope it happens. Just for I'm I'm moving. People are probably about to be annoyed that I'm moving during this podcast. 
they can deal with it. It's late, you know what I mean? I don't feel, like, I don't feel like doing, doing the So, no, I, so stop depending on the government to fix it right. What does that look like? <clears throat> that looks like us deciding that we will come up with our own answers. Okay. Let's say that this is what we need, this is what we want. Okay. And when we hit the streets. Okay. Now... It's a very good cigar. You can't smoke cigars. No one like them. Why not? Is it? Uh, is it? Can I be honest with you? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily care to smoke cigars either. I do it because I find them sophisticating. Sometimes I even I don't even like when I go to cigar bars. I have to pretend like I know what I'm doing because like there's this this ego in me that I don't want to pretend like I don't know about cigars. I'm gonna go ahead and admit it on the podcast. Like, I hate when... I'm golf. What's up? I'm that way with golf. Yeah. I get that. I just, like... What is it What what is it about golf? What's the, what's the angle of golf that you have to... Is it caring about, like, what your score is? Like, how under par you are? Or is it you caring about just golf? My swing technique. Okay. Okay. Swinging. That's just it. See, with cigars, to me, it's pretending like, like, yes, the cigars are different. Obviously, every cigar is different. But the thing that I like pretending I know about cigars is the entire mild, medium, and, like, full cigars and the aftertaste and things like that. Like, I hate having to pretend like I know the difference between six different brands of cigars. That's my, that's my weakness. Um, I, yeah, I've never, I've never felt that way about cigars. I'm that way when it comes to, to golf though, which is you know, um, I still have a love for a good black and mild cigar. I don't really consider them cigars, but I love a good black and mild. See, I smoke blacks every day, but I don't consider them cigars either. So that's why I didn't say nothing about them. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I do like a good black and mild. Now, I don't smoke them a lot. Just I don't smoke cigars a lot. Like, this is probably the second cigar I've had in, in probably a year and a half. But I, uh, I, I, man, I, I, do, I do consume, I do have to say I consume a black and mild every now and then. Because there's, there's nothing better than lighting up a black on like a cool night and just enjoying it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get that. It's um, nice. I can't have black every night. Ah, see, man, I, I can't do that. That's, you know, back in high school, like, when I used to, and it's crazy to me that I used to smoke cigarettes. Like, it blows me away that I myself, yeah. you know? Yeah, that, that is. <laughs> you used to smoke it, motherfucker. You used to smoke them hard, boy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, up until I, up until the day that I left for the military, and the day that I joined the military, I never smoked another. Well, I smoked two cigarettes since then, and that was like with you and with Charlie Philippi. Have you talked to Charlie any? I saw that man a weekend ago. 
One week, ago, one week ago, actually, to this day, to this very hour even, shall I say, because I was with the man till 6.30 in the goddamn morning. Oh, my lord. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun night, man. I I we, I uh I was in Orlando. I took myself out to get some sushi because I was dealing with some stuff. So I was like, I want to treat myself. So I took myself. I got some new Tim's dog. I was like trying to stunt. I didn't wear the Tim's. Uh, I didn't wear my Tim's to the sushi because I was already wearing my other Tim's. But uh, I also, by the way, if uh, uh, can I can I can I plug a sponsorship real quick? What you gotta do? This your show, buddy. Um. Timberland, if you uh, if you hear this podcast, if someone in your marketing hears this podcast, you're the greatest boot of all time. I love you. Please sponsor me. All right, but like I was saying, um, I took myself out to get some sushi, man. And uh, while I was leaving Orlando, I had the bright idea to check um, Snapchat to see, because like that's the only place I have Charlie. Well, I have my Facebook, but like, because he's he lives in Orlando occasionally. Like he comes down here and works. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna see what Charlie's doing. I check it and the man's at home, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna message him." I message this man. We end up meeting at some dive bar and like just rocking through the night. He's uh, he's doing good, dog. He's uh, he's doing good. I love to hear that. I love I, I love to know that any of them doing good, man. I love to know that everybody's doing good. I talked to an old friend from my home brother. Day he got his stuff together, been clean for a year now. He says, "Okay." No, I'm I love it for him. I love it for all of them, man. But I, I got a Charlie's a good party person. Yeah, he is, Crazy. man. I love I, I love partying with that dude because like you never know where it's gonna take you. I went to this dive bar expecting, you know, we we're gonna hang out for like two or three hours, play some pool, which we did, and then I was gonna we we're gonna go our separate ways, and the next thing you know. 6:30 in the morning, him and I are walking out of this house party together, and it's like holy fuck, like, you know. You never know. You never, with Charlie, you I never tell know, you, man. I promise you that. That's a, he's a great guy. Some good energy to be around. Great energy Positive to be around. Energy. The greatest energy. Have the, you know who I haven't talked to in a while? Shooter, man. I have not talked to him in a while either. I, uh, I need I need to reconnect with him. Because I, I think the last time we spoke was the day that you, him, and I did that podcast I haven't put out yet. Okay. I'm yeah, so, I have not. Uh, that's the last time. I think that's the last time I talked to him. I've talked to him since then. I've been, man, I've been so busy lately. Like, I don't know, man. I've been slacking with people. I need to, need to get my life together. Uh, I want to say that, uh, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, we're talking about Shooter, right? I think his phone's off. Okay. Well, Shooter, if you hear this dog, I hope all is well. It's a good cigar, bro. I don't know what kind it is. It bitch have chocolate aftertaste to it. I, uh, I'm happy I got this. Um, man, I, I, I love talking to you. Um, uh, oh, so we talking about Shooter. Don't put this in the podcast or nothing. But I, oh, I on, think he's back on, on some on. bullshit. Hold on, give me a second. Let me take. I'm a, we gonna pause for a short brief. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, people. Sorry, we had to just talk. Um, man, I appreciate you uh, wanting to talk again tonight, dog. It's been fun. 
time, but I'm always available. I, uh, I'm sad. I don't know if I'm going to make it to Jacob Dolan's wedding. I'm trying. So if I am, I'll be home October 9th or that weekend of October 9th. If you want to, uh, why don't you know if you can make it? Well, cause for one, my dog. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to drive or if I want to fly and then like the cost of driving, like, do I want to get a rental? That way I'm not putting miles in my car for no reason. So like I'm, I'm, I'm at a crossroads of how I want to travel. And then on top of that work, man, I've been fucking working a lot of 12s lately, which is nice because I'm getting fat overtime. So like I'm not complaining. I love it. I love my job. But I'm just like tired. So like I haven't been able to work out as much. And then like I think we should be back up fully staffed and running. But you never know, man. Like I work in a 24-hour op style job. So like there always has to be somewhere there 24-7. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know what I mean? It's 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 a it's it's one of those style jobs. So um, you know if there's four people that are doing the job, then us four have to divide up twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. If there's five people, we have to divide it up. So it can get rough, but when it's full, it's full, and you you know you have plenty of time. But I, I love it. But I'm just like. Uh, that's the only thing that I'm worried about is the job. But I should be able to get off. But if in case I don't, but no, sorry. I just in case I don't, but I should be able to get off. So what I'm saying is on the 9th of October that weekend, so maybe like from the 7th to the 10th, uh, uh, I'll either come to you or we'll, we'll figure something out. I, I need to come home anyway. I need to I need to find out what my buddy Jake is getting married. I don't know if that's this year or when, but I, yeah, I need to go. And I haven't been home in... I guess I was home. Well, I haven't been. Yeah, I, haven't, I went to Ballard County, but got on the bus when I first when I got there that day. So I've been home about two years. I think um, I might look into plane tickets flying into. Because does Lexington have an international airport, or is it just a small? What town you call? What city you fly from? I'm gonna fly from Orlando. You know what? They might do seventy-seven dollar flights still. They used to. From Orlando, yeah, right. Lex. From Orlando, Lex. The sort of guy or Jacksonville, one of them too. Okay, I'll look into that because if I can get that, and then I'll rent a car, and you can come back with me, and then I'll fly out of Lexington, so I'll take you home. That worked. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, yeah, they used to do. They had flights like that because they always sending me messages and crap. Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Did you get on there and check Bluegrass Regional Airport? All right, yeah, I'll do that. Hopefully, uh, but will they let me have, uh, surely they'll let me have Alfredo on the jet. Because I don't want to leave Alfredo in Orlando. I want to take him back home with me. You need to talk to everybody about that. I don't know about all that. Man, I, I'm not the hmm. to, to answer that. I hate leaving him, but all right, man. All right, because I'll talk to you again some other time. I love you, dog. Um, take care of you out here. Yep, peace. Peace.